More often than not, it's the leader that says, I'm going to go change the world, but I don't want to put in the necessary work to actually know how to balance my checkbook. Hmm. I'm going to go change the world, but somebody else is going to have to set up my books and run that piece. And I would say, no, that's not a good idea. (laughs) Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast. Your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders the necessary habits to make your organization thrive. Today's episode shares some key concepts in the third step of the 12 step growability model how to understand your business season. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. There are a lot of organizations that help teach businesses, business owners, business principles. We do that as well at Growability. Yeah. What makes Growability different from a chamber of commerce or an entrepreneur center or a a startup uh, incubator? What makes us different from those kinds of organizations? That's a really great question. When I started a business, I was looking at all of these options to help me grow my business. Like, okay, I'm going to go to the community college, get an MBA program, or I'm going to join an incubator, or I'm going to join an entrepreneur center, or I'm going to go down to my local chamber of commerce. When I started just looking at sort of the function of all of these different things, it really hit me that most of these organizations are not structured to help an organization over the long haul of the organization, that most of these organizations are structured for helping to provide a little bit of help depending on where you're at as an organization. So I'll give you an example. Who pays for the Entrepreneur Center? Entrepreneur Centers are great, and they're mostly funded by charitable donations. Well, where do the charitable donations come from? Well, the charitable donations come from organizations that acquire startups. Okay, so now think about that for a second. (laughs) So here you've got an entrepreneur center that's funded by all of these organizations that acquire startups. What's the primary thing that you learn at an entrepreneur center is how to pitch your organization to venture capital companies. Right. So what happens is if I go to the entrepreneur center, I get really, really well trained in the startup mode. So I get really well trained how to like define my market, the mission of the organization, how to look at all of the resources that I have and get more resources by getting venture capital. But what they're not really great at is they're not really great at helping you transition from startup to growth, from growth to maturity, from maturity to decline or renewal. So with growability, one of the things that we want to help businesses through is not just launching up into the air so that you can sell your business to somebody else. We want to help you launch your business so that you can reach its full potential. And if you're going to sell it, sell it at the top of the the curve, not like at the very bottom of the curve. Mm -hmm. Chambers of Commerce is are really great in communities. But I started thinking like who pays for Chambers of Commerce is the businesses that already exist in the community pay for Chambers of Commerce. There's a sense in which if you don't invest in your chamber of commerce, you're not being a good citizen. But then I'm like, this feels like a tax. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're really, like I, if I go to the if I go to the chamber of commerce events, 
a lot of times it's like, hey, here's a bunch of bankers and here's a bunch of realtors and here's a bunch of banks and here's some marketing companies and things like that. And so what ends up happening is, is that the business connections are only super helpful to a select group of people. Right. When I want to go to a place, I want to go to a place where the people are just like me. And so sometimes at the Chamber of Commerce, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people that are just like you. But more often than not, there are a bunch of people that it's kind of more like a networking event. And I'm trying to just get you to buy my product instead of I'm going there to just learn. So when I started GrowAbility, I was like, hey, we've got to do everything that we can to connect people who are in similar situations. But they're not there to get customers. They're there to learn. So it's not so much about the connections, but it's really more focused on the education. The MBA programs are really helpful if you have an extra 80 grand laying around and you know, we all do. thousand hours, just, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go get my MBA. Right. The, the challenge with an MBA program is if you're going to have your MBA, then you're going to really go work for a company that would need an MBA educated person and most small businesses don't. So if I am not going to be doing a ton of strategic finance and if I'm not going to be working with McKinsey or I'm not going to go work in the, I'm not going to be on the C-suite of some major corporation, but I actually want to start my own business, run my business, be in a community, make a difference. It's probably not a great idea to get an MBA. It would be a tenth of the cost and a tenth of the time investment to go through a GrowAbility Collaborative or hire a GrowAbility Coach, and you'll get the level of education that you need to run your business with a whole toolkit. So I think there's a lot of differences between the way that GrowAbility is structured and kind of how we're structured, the way that we're structured. Entrepreneurs need a comprehensive help throughout their startup phase, their growth phase, their maturity phase, and then their decline or renewal phase. And I think our tools are really designed for each of those stages. If you walk with us, we can walk with you all the way through all of them. If you don't walk with us, you still need to know the fundamentals of startup, growth, maturity, and decline and renewal because you're going to go through them anyway. So that's where we're trying to prepare people with that kind of holistic education that goes all the way through. A lot of times people who start businesses, kind of like we talked before, start with that passion thing. I'm really like, I have this vision for this thing that I want to do. Oftentimes I've found, especially because a lot of my work, again, is in the nonprofit space. I feel like that vision is sort of huge, right? We're going to change the world by starting this nonprofit that's going to end world hunger or going to provide water for everybody in the world or whatever. And so... A lot of leaders end up talking about their vision. And what I find is they don't know how to do the other things besides talk about their vision. Yeah. (laughs) So could you just walk us through maybe what are some of the other aspects that people who are running a business or who are leading a nonprofit, they need to do more than just think about the vision all the time. What are the other things they need to know how to do or have a team that knows how to do? So there are five key areas of organizational management, those five key areas for running any organization are leadership, resource management, teamwork, operations, and marketing. If I want to start a business or if I want to run a business or I'm going to take over a business or I'm going to start managing a business, I've got to look at, okay, 
how healthy is our organization in leadership? How healthy is our organization in resource management? How healthy is our organization in teamwork? How healthy is our organization in operations? How healthy is our organization in marketing? If I want to go change the world, that's the leadership question. What's the positive change that can be? What's my acorn? What am I going to do? How am I going to go make a difference? But there's a huge difference between I'm going to go change the world and I have $100 or I'm going to go change the world and I have $100 million. So the resource is the first filter that you have to go through as a leader. I'm going to go change the world and I'm incredibly talented or I'm going to go change the world and I'm not talented. I'm going to go change the world and I have an extra five minutes a week or I'm going to go change the world and I have an extra 50 hours a week. All of these things make a difference. The first thing I've got to filter through is my resource management. More often than not, it's the leader that says, I'm going to go change the world, but I don't want to put in the necessary work to actually know how to balance my checkbook. Hmm. I'm going to go change the world, but somebody else is going to have to set up my books and run that piece. And I would say, no, that's not a good idea. (laughs) If you're going to go change the world, first learn how to balance your checkbook. Once I look at that, the most important resource in any organization is the team. How healthy is my team? What's going on in our teamwork as an organization? Then I need to look at my systems. What is the way that we balance the checkbook? What's the way that we post on social media? What's the way that we do the creation, production, and distribution of our product or service? And then all of that creates stories that I then bring out to the market. So now I'm looking at marketing. In an organization, there's this continual circle of leadership filters through the resource. The most important resource is the team. The combination of leadership, resource, and team is the operations. This is how we do what we do that creates stories that I then market that grows our resource. And then leadership filters through the resource. The most important resource is the team. The combination of that is the operation that creates new stories that we then market. And now our leadership has a new consideration. So there's this continual cycle. But as an organization, if I'm even going to think about running an organization, starting an organization, who's going to lead it? How are we going to manage our resources? Who's going to be on the team? How are we going to build our systems and processes? And how are we going to market this thing? Where are we going to get this out? That's a lot of what you learn through going through a GrowAbility Collaborative is to focus on those things. Yeah, one of the most important tools that we have is the GrowAbility score that helps leaders to understand where it is that they are not completing the circle. I mean, you, you kind of demonstrated that circle. And I think a lot of times people, organizations, leaders will get around and they're getting stuck somewhere in that circle. Like our teamwork, it may be resource management. It could be as early as that. It may be, you know, somewhere at the marketing stage of things or operations. But so many people are getting stuck somewhere. And the problem is, is they don't know where they're getting stuck. And I'm like, we're not able to complete the thing. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that we provide to business owners and to nonprofit leaders and to anybody leading an organization as a tool to evaluate and assess, aha, this is where I'm getting stuck. <laughs> you know, yes. and we, we do that through our growability score process, which I think is a really incredibly valuable tool for those leaders. When you start a business, you have no concept of all of that. That's right. So that's why I'm saying if you're not already fascinated with 
working on the business, building strategic health in the leadership and the resource management, the teamwork and the operations and the marketing, then it really is better to go join somebody that is super fascinated with that, who wants to spend their life building those things, because otherwise you're just going to be frustrated. Not everybody is cut out for kind of strategic and organizational management. There's a ton of leadership that is really more about just accomplishing specific tasks and not balancing and managing all of the tasks. Entrepreneurs, leaders of organizations really have to continually improve the processes, the systems, the teamwork, the resource management, the goal setting in the organization. Right. And that's what we do. We help those leaders to do that. (laughs) Yep. I am starting first thing tomorrow morning, a brand new online collaborative, and we're going to begin talking about some of these very things. So I'm always excited to kind of see those light bulb moments with leaders who have spent maybe even years struggling with their vision outpacing their capacity to administrate and not really knowing how to define that. Yeah. And so when those leaders all of a sudden realize that one, I can actually do that. Like, I don't have to live this way. And two, it's, I can learn how to do this. I can learn how to defer things. I can learn how to delegate some of this to people who have capacities in this area all of a sudden their organization begins to, to flourish and, and we love it when that happens, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. So, so on that, Bernie, for all of those leaders, what are you going to say to those people? I'm going to say that you are doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know and that you will grow with us when you grow with growability. Have right. a great one, Joshua. We'll see you later. Thanks, Bernie. Talk Bye. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover the necessary habits to make your organization thrive, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Joshua and Bernie are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.